Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. That's ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Again, that's ebaymotors.com. And welcome to another edition of Grapsity Interviews right here on Fightful. I'm Will Washington, and you know you see Phil Lindsay here. You see Righteous Reg here, but the man of what'll be about an hour is... The one and only, one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champion Swerve in our glory. Swerve, he, <laughs> he is welcoming back to Grapsity, actually. Swerve Strickland. Sir, what's good? What's good, families? Family, all y'all? Because I spent time with everybody in here outside <laughs> yeah. of the you know, wrestling world. So, up, man, we are super excited to have Swerve back again. We had you on a little bit before you got with AEW, and now you're one half of the tag team champions man what a couple of big couple months it's been it seems like it's been a long time but it hasn't really been that long it's crazy that was, uh, that was February, all. right yep. uh march was my debut at right. revolution we had him, we had him all in february but, yeah right so like i like looking back at those conversations and stuff and be like hey remember i said i was going to do that like <laughs> at that time so so first thing i have to say from that conversation, I don't know if you remember, but we asked you, who did you think was going to the finals for NBA? And you said at the time, the Warriors and the Bulls. And I told you, I was like, man, as a Bulls fan, I can't I can't get my hopes up, man. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I think my prediction was the Bucks. So when I was sitting there watching Grayson Allen just murder us with threes, I'm like, yo, this is what I tried to tell us worse. <laughs> He's like, hey, hey. Yeah, we have tendencies, bruh. Yeah, but but then again, I think in the same conversation, you were saying how, you know, an injury could change an entire season. It sure know, does. You know, not having ball season definitely hurt us. Yep, yep. And, and like, um, it's funny, the Warriors' successes is always based on injuries to other teams, too. So I was like, okay, when certain people start dropping or some people start getting naggy injuries and stuff, it always turns the tide for in the favor of the Warriors. Right. So yeah. I've yep. seen that coming. As soon as I've seen the injuries popping, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna, I know exactly what's going to happen now. Uh, before we get into wrestling, by the way, I have to ask you, because you tweeted the other day that you're almost checked out of the MCU. I have to know where exactly this is coming from man you can't be taking my tweet so seriously like that and put me on spot like that bro come on man you know i'd be bullshitting half the time man come that's on. a big deal so, that's a big topic no because right I mean, no, no, honestly because i'm i'm like slightly with you in the fact that like we talked yeah. about on this show how part of the reason everybody was that part of the thing that made the mcu work so well 
was the fact that uh, we knew that it was all building to something that it's like we each movie we came out of it like okay we got this to look forward to we know that we're getting to thanos we know that we're getting to the big avengers crossover we know we're getting to something and i keep walking out of these most recent movies just feeling like all right that was fine but like yeah well i think a lot of the magic was finally seeing characters on screen seeing like we like finally seeing iron man oh we could finally getting to see a thought like when they and i remember i'll never forget was like at the end of Iron Man and stuff, you, like after the post credits, you saw the Thor's hammer, and everybody got so excited. Like, oh, how are they going to do Thor? And then they did Thor, and it was like, okay. Then they, oh, how are we going to bring um, uh, Spider Man in to w- mingle with like these characters? Then you had the Ant Mans, and so we're it was building, it was building like the Captain Americas and all that stuff. Now it's all been built. And I don't think there's anything to build anymore. There's no nostalgic like wow factor of seeing these characters yeah. intermingle on screen anymore. You know, that, that is when until... that first Avengers happened, that was like mind blowing. That took cinema to the whole new level of like what's the possibility of like cartoon animated characters or comic book characters being on screen at the same time. That was like we never thought that was possible. You could do it. You yeah. know, like so now we're seeing. And then now we're getting to play like now they're just throwing around things of like, oh, Daredevil talking with Tom Holland's Peter Parker and stuff like that. And then we're getting like those kind of crossover characters. Then you got the Defenders doing that stuff. So now it's just like it just happens now. It's not like a special thing anymore. Yeah. So I I think we've gotten spoiled, man. But yeah, I I think I think when Fantastic Four hits, I think people are going to be ready again, man. I think people I don't think so. I don't okay. think I think I think All Fantastic right. Four is doomed. They're cursed, bro. I can't I can't do it. <laughs> this okay. is this is funny because this is sounding like a pro wrestling conversation. A lot of people <laughs> Come on, let it play out. They say these they, they say these things about pro wrestling, like there was a lot of build up. Now there's the execution, and I don't like the execution, and I don't think we can recover. But no. oddly enough, very recently, pro wrestling has recovered it's been insane on all sides of the coin it goes through its fluxes man yeah like, yeah it, it hits its lulls and like i don't think in the history of it we never i don't think we really had the public forum to really like hear right. a lot of like the discussion from the fan base of how they receive what they're seeing but it goes through its fluxes and then it peaks up again and it hit, and it holds that for a while i think the the highs the like the peaks hold longer than the valleys do Mm-hmm. when it does but right. right now it's just like momentum back and forth on, on all accords in pro wrestling yeah and uh i don't know it, this is i will say 2022 has been kind of a, a crazy time just in general um so you've you've gotten to talk a lot and i feel like a lot of people who follow grapsy follow a lot of what you do and so I'm not going to dwell on a lot of things you've said before but um Talking since the the last time you were on this show, like just kind of overall, your experience in AEW thus far, uh, how how has it been? Um, it was it's, it's been excellent, of course. Um, the first like month or two is always like the interesting period uh, period of like, um, you're figuring out where you belong in the company. It's not like you just coming in, boom, I'm busting through the door. I'm ready to take 
I'm ready to take every uh, opportunity. I'm running. To t- I'm going to run with this. I'm going to do this, that, that, that. It's not like that with like in lo- wrestling locker rooms, especially like a locker room like an AEW with just like so much high t- caliber talent. There's a, a lot of like um, knowledgeable people there. There's people with experience that's done everything in this business has to offer. It's a lot of like meshing with that with those people. So. A lot of people is just like, oh, this person belongs in this locker room. Oh, this talent needs to come to here. They, they need to go there. It's not as simple as that. It's like bringing a superstar running back to this team. They don't always mesh because the, the chemistry isn't there because it's not just the performer. It's, it's not the athlete. It's the people. You got to mesh as people first. And then it becomes like, okay, now they're gelling and having chemistry and performing on the field or on the, in the, in the, on, on the shows and stuff like that. Those things are important too. And I think that's overlooked a lot with a lot of fan bases, just wanting to see people just jump back and forth between companies. Like yeah. you can just do that. Like, no, like some people, it's like the people have to be right for the place and in the locker room to mesh with the other people. Then it becomes a great work environment for all that to actually become co to coexist and become in sync. So that was my first month and a half and two months in AEW. It was just like, like, I don't think people could get a real gauge on me and I couldn't get a gauge on certain people as well. So I know they didn't know what my intentions were, how I wanted to become like a successful uh, entity to the company. Do I just want to take everything from what the company has to offer or do I want to bring, like bring my talents and offer something that they don't have? So the company looks good too. You know what I mean? You, you like it's a lot of like give and get. You know, I, I like I can take matches, I can take like money, I can take all the opportunities that they can offer, but at some point for them to for me to be a true investment to AEW, what can I provide them? What can I give to them to be a long-term investment and somebody that you like Tony can always count on with something because I'm giving my energy and my heart and effort and energy like and back to them and the company to show that I am a team player. I think that was the first month and a half and two months. So that's when the Jericho's really started vibing with me. It's like, okay, we like this guy. We can do some stuff with this guy. And then the Dustin Dustin Rhodes is like, okay, we like this guy. We can do some more stuff with this guy. And then the Jerry Lynn's like, oh, okay, we like this guy. We can do some. That takes time. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. It, it, well, because like, you know, I think from a talent perspective, I feel like uh, that was kind of the base you pretty much had covered um, mm-hmm. in the sense that the, um, you know, for a lot of people who weren't familiar with your work, there was a lot of kind of the, the, the stamp of WWE guy on you. But like for the people that were and especially for the, the wrestlers that were, I mean, I was there the moment you walked in and people were seeing you for the first time. And it just felt almost like like a family reunion in a sense that you were seeing a lot of guys that you had worked with um, a million times over before. And that was kind of cool to see. And it was a reminder that you have been kind of around this business as long as you've been and you've worked with so many of these guys before. Oh yeah, for sure. For sure. Absolutely. Um, It did feel like a family reunion, but also these, a lot of these people haven't seen me in like five years, you know, because being signed with WWE and stuff. Like, I don't know that like, to them, that place could have changed me. That could have like, oh man, he's one of those. He's converted to <laughs> that kind of, you know, that that kind of like systematic person, you know. And I'm like, no, I'm just still me. I just like, I'm I'm always going to try to adapt to wherever my surroundings are, and I've done it so many times. 
and I'll always learn how to do it again. I'm confident in myself to be able to do that with new management, new talent, new um, new fan bases. You know, it's like I'm just I'm patient with it. Like it's easy to get frustrated when things don't go off right away. And that's just the art and what we do. And that's like the pride in us as performers. But for me, it's like, oh, no, I've been here before. I just got to take a step back, just ease into it rather than trying to like full, full, like um, foot on the pedal gas, burst through the doors, like screaming, hey, everybody look at me here. I'm going to be the new thing. I'm hey, I'm I'm here. Like, give me titles. Give me this. Give me matches. Give me events. I, I need to be this. I need that. That like some people like, you know, this doesn't work like that. And the fan base wants it like that, too. Like three weeks go by and they're like, oh, he's been wasted. Like. Mm-hmm. relax mm-hmm. ease into the things you know and then let that person like get, get uh start to generate momentum to really start going upstream so now people can like really like gravitate to something and grab onto something more than just like people in the ring doing wrestling moves right yeah it's a uh, it, it's pretty cool to see uh, your transition from to into AEW pretty quickly you got involved with your now tag team partner tag team champion Keith Lee you guys previously had a relationship before you both entered into AEW how was it reconnecting with Keith Lee in AEW it seemed like a little bit of turmoil at moments there but y'all ended up getting it done but how was it reconnecting back with Keith Lee did it feel like you know, riding a bike like them old shoes or, or how was it? Uh, man, me and Keith talk about this all the time still. It's like we're two individual performers that know how to perform. Mm-hmm. And when you have that, like as soon as the red light comes on, we perform. Right. You know, it's like. Like we go, we we we're we're great at we're great at timing with one another. Mm-hmm. We know when one's down, when the other is up instantly. So it's not like. It's not like he's up and then it's like, okay, I'm down. No, it's like, it's always like synergy mm-hmm. with us. We always just perpetually moving, you know? And that's something that there's something, there's, there's some, that's something like tag team, lifelong tag teams don't have, mm-hmm. you know, some people, there's tag teams that don't have that, but we're two individuals that just know our art and our business and what we know that can't, we, we know what kind of picture we're going to paint before we even do it. So therefore, we're always on the same page, no matter what tag team or singles. We just know we we know the layout and stuff. And we agree on a lot of the same philosophies for what we do. And that right there makes us strong individually and even stronger as a team. And that's why we are successful at what we do, because we have the same philosophies with a lot of things and we agree on a lot of things. And like even the things we disagree on or we don't match like um hundred percent on the other person picks up on the other on the on what they don't like oh keith doesn't do this i'll do it i can't do this i shouldn't be doing this i don't agree with that don't worry keith can do that mm-hmm. you know so we also like pass it to pass the buck to the other person because once again we're two individual performers that are really good at performing and you know that's worked out before of course you've talked about uh you did an interview with andre this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what is the first thing that you would do? Read a book, take a nap, play some video games, do something for a friend, volunteer? 
a lot of us spend our lives wishing that we had more time. But the question is, time for what? And if it was unlimited, how would you go about using it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important for you and to make it a priority. And therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. Therapy is so valuable. It's gotten me through some tough times, really helped me reflect on things that are important, specifically with BetterHelp. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be the convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. This is so beneficial when you've got that crammed schedule and you can't even imagine finding that extra hour. You can do it all from home. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Fightful today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Fightful. It's so flexible and it can help you find that social sweet spot with BetterHelp. That's BetterHelp.com slash Fightful. And we talk, you talked about um, how that has worked out previously in the yeah. AEW tag division with Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page. And so, um, and, and as you mentioned, they're considered um, probably one of the best tag teams to ever hold the belts. Uh, and talking about the division as a whole, um, you entered into a division that uh, has really, since AEW's inception, had a lot of critical acclaim. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking about uh, guys like the Young Bucks, talking about Kenny and Hangman, FTR. Um, and you have the distinction of being of something that AEW aspired to be from the beginning, which was a, a really tag team focused um, company. And now you're holding the gold. You're you get to be kind of at the the helm of that tag division. Um, I guess talk to me a little bit about what it's like being a part of that division and what you hope to accomplish being at the forefront of it now being the tag team champion um it it was for me it was uh, awesome because it wasn't what people expected of me people have seen me as a single star for so long and doing like winning singles championships like in everywhere i go to that it was cool to present it in a new light in a different in a different way and i'm always i'm always like down to do that with like that just for me that gives so much longevity to um what i really am and truly going to break into next mm-hmm. cuz now that what they know with the AEW fan base the people that haven't watched me in NXT and WWE and stuff or Lucha Underground or MLW that people that haven't seen me before they know me as a tag team wrestler with Keith Lee right now and i'm like okay cool keep that in your mind then and that's all you're going to know of me right now cool then when on the other side of the uh, other side of things, which I think we're going to hold these tag tops for quite a while, but on the other side of things, there's so much that I haven't even put on the plate for y'all to even like really see yet and really consume. So that's going to be the next part. That's going to be the next fun part to just enjoy, continue watching me because my growth is just still going. You know what I mean? I, I still like I've been here five months and I just hit my finisher. <laughs> I, no, I I lost it for that, by the way. I, I just finally like, hit my finisher, mm-hmm. but I've been winning. 
We yeah. hadn't seen you've been swerf stomping the whole time. It's either been the swerf yeah. stomping uh, the um, house call. House call. But yep. yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then when we finally saw the JML driver, I was like, I had to think about it and I thought, we haven't seen that. Because yep. the hard part is I've been playing 2K20, right? Or 2K22. So it, that's your finisher in the game. Mm -hmm. so that's me doing the finisher in the game, too. That's actually that's me. That's right. You mo cap mm -hmm. that. That's, hey. Yep. Um, you yeah, can tell. Yeah, it, it, I, I said that to you. That there's the funny thing about wrestling games is when they do mocap, it always drives me nuts. Where you can absolutely tell who's not doing their genuine mocap, yep. like because mm. it always feels like somebody imitating the wrestler. It always feels like Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin. It's like no, that's somebody like trying to be Stone Cold, but like all of your mannerisms are like spot on. And that was I my swear. part where I'm like that. That is absolutely swerve. There's not a chance that that's somebody mocking or mimicking him. That's him. Yep, yep, that's true. All the dives too. When when I saw the dives, I was like, okay, they was doing something crazy out here. It wasn't, it wasn't oh, like man. SmackDown in in two thousand. It's been they upgraded for sure. These mo. Oh yeah, there's been there's been a whole new a whole new team since I've been there too. I, I think the last time I did was like two thousand eighteen, mm. I believe. So they definitely that's like three years, three four years of just like new animations, new athletes coming into capture all these movements so there's a lot of stuff i'm like oh wow they put that in oh man they added this like this is crazy the team has been working man i don't know yeah. who they could have recruited to do this mm -hmm. yeah that's great but, but yeah like that but I, I i take pride in the fact that like man there's still a lot of stuff you haven't seen from me there's still a lot to see like i'm, I'm already excited about 2023 i'm already excited about it and for what i have in store for some stuff like I just, just keep watching because I don't put it all out there. I don't even really drop a lot of clues either on social media and stuff because I want people to just always be like, okay, something's about to go down every time. Like, like you see the presence of Swerve on, on advertised for something. I'm like, okay, I got to tune in because I don't know how he's going to like, is he going to go this way? Is he going to veer this way? Is he going to double down on what happened the week before? Is he going to raise up or is he going to pull back? You never know with those kind of things because I always have something else new and I have a new presentation or a different type of psychological thing I want to bring to the table that fits this narrative or fits this situation, this moment. It's always going to be just, I'm a, I'm a, I'm ever going, I'm ever going always this evolving at all times man i i gotta give you credit because i think you caught us by surprise twice this year because um i wasn't expecting the buy-in match for forbidden the door to be that good that match oh with yeah Suzuki -Kun was amazing mm -hmm, that was and, yeah that was fun i think you guys have had three pay-per-view matches at this point as a tag team that have been incredible and mm -hmm. so going into all-out weekend i think you guys have a chance to you know, show guys again what you guys can do together. Absolutely, absolutely. Like, um, I think we're the sleeper match of the pay per view, yeah, even though we I are agree. a tag team title match. Mm -hmm. But good, I want it to be like that because they all did the same thing about us in the buy in at Forbidden Door. I right. did the same thing at Double or Nothing. <laughs> we were always the sleeper match, and like that's the, to me that's the story of my career. I love being in that position. Like, like I said, like. Uh, the last time we had this interview, I was like, oh, yeah, my favorite thing is to make people look dumb and doubt and like, like doubt me or put something like, oh, man, oh, it's going to be cool. I don't know. I'm like, all right, cool. Then like your favorites. I'm sorry. 
I'll, I'll be outperforming them a lot of times. I'm just saying. We see. We have eyes. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I was sitting at home watching that sequence with Nick, and I was like, "Yo, this dude yeah. is this dude he is in there cooking, man." I that was one of the most legit surprises this year. If you guys winning the tag titles, I did not see that coming at all. Uh, we don't we don't get surprised that much at wrestling, and that was one of those outcomes that I was like, "Whoa, wait a minute." Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> Great night, by the way. Yeah, and. But like it, the it was weird. Like it was awesome moment, awesome like um, awesome career. Um, definitely like a career moment for myself and Keith. But it's just like man, like uh, the shock. I think people are wrestling fan bases are afraid of the shock in wrestling now. They're afraid of it. They don't know how to handle shock anymore. Right. They're like, oh, but um, oh man, well that 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 was like a, I don't think that that, that, that there's a um illegal tag. Somebody didn't tag, mm-hmm. so there's controversy around the tag title. I'm like, damn, mm-hmm. can we get like a congratulations, thank That's you, it, well, welcome, right. like, uh, mm-hmm. like, like um, good job, like, damn, we didn't even get that first. If you want to do that, cool, but like, damn, that's the first like mm-hmm. thing like we uh, get, yeah. you know, that- it's like. Okay, we're cool. Give you your flowers, man. We're we're on our nori right now, man. That's what's up. And uh, uh, at all out, it's actually uh, it's only been five months, you said, but it's already a full circle moment. When you debuted in AEW, you I was debuted. Just about to bring this yeah, up. you debuted in a little video featuring the people that you're going to have a tag team title match with, the acclaim. Mm-hmm. How important is this match? First of all, how important was that to debut in a in a cool setting kind of like that? Because they, they put a big deal on you. You look dope. You look like sort of like the person that's supposed to be. And how important is this? Two black tag teams going at it all out weekend. You guys, the acclaimed. It's kind of been it's only been five months, but it's been a showdown that's been brewing. It's a really important match. How important is all this? All this. Oh, it's all it's it's incredible. It's and I'm really happy and proud of the acclaimed for getting the opportunity for this too. Mm-hmm. You know, like they deserved it. They've been like working hard. They've been like progressively getting over yep. in the opportunities that the that they have been giving. They've been making the most out of it. Now it's like okay, cool. Now we want to we want to put you on the platform to. Not only show that you actually deserve it, but y'all need now need to prove that y'all deserve it. Right. You know what I mean? And I feel like everybody needs the opportunity to prove that they do de- that they do deserve the spot that they're getting. Mm-hmm. They don't need to just be placed there because oh, we need to fill this spot or something on the card. We need a tag title match, so we're putting you out there. Or oh, we need to no, like y'all actually worked hard and deserve it. Now go out there and prove them that y'all do that y'all do deserve it. Mm-hmm. You know and and there's no slight against y'all, but like you're going up against like two of the best t- out there in the industry today, you know, like, like um, you put a lot of like the best African American performers in the industry. Me and Keith are two of the top guys out there, you know. Hey, I think Reg has a list coming real soon here. That, yeah, uh... yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, how I feel about these lists, but anyway. Oh, <laughs> yikes. oh my God, what's gonna happen? I, yeah, I have to ask right quick on this conversation. Uh, that day, I think you put something out there, and I think people misunderstood it. And you were saying, um, "What black wrestlers would you put as your top ten in the world?" And you were just like, I'm trying to see something. A lot of people didn't go. quite understand what you meant. Um, I'm giving you the floor to clarify that because I yeah. think people tried to jump to conclusions on you. 
Yeah, which they do. And I knew that's why I said I'm trying to see some. And they, a lot of people did exactly what I thought they'd do. Some people, why is it a black thing? Why is it like this? And then some people just continue to make another top 10 black wrestlers list. I'm like, um, uh, I hate when people just call like one of their favorite black wrestlers or something like that the GOAT. Or they just say like they're one they're my favorites they're one of the best in the world they're the best they're the best they're the best they're the best okay but where do you compare him to like a seth rollins oh oh i think seth okay where do you compare him to um a brock lesnar where do you compare him to like a osprey a kenny you know the bucks adam page a punk and then that's when we start naming all these like great performers out there a riddle like all these guys our name starts dropping a little bit more and more and more and more and more and more. So then it comes to the point we just make a whole nother list to separate it all together. So I'm like, so what are we doing? Are we like, do we compete on the same level mm-hmm. or do we always have to be just separated? It's like putting women in a all men's list. There are a lot of women that are better than a lot of guys I've seen. That's facts. But do you put them over some of the top male performers in the world? I gotta go. No, so we do you can't want me do to that. put so you, you on the, on the list? list. Yes. Do you want me to put you on the list? Yes or no, Swerve? Tell me right now because I don't have time for this drama. <laughs> <laughs> That's up to you. That's up to you. That's up to you. It's just like we gotta we gotta start looking at these lists very interestingly. I don't like I don't want to call out names and put people like, oh, why are you putting so and so over so and so stuff oh, like that. There is God. that, but there is that, but it's like, uh, come on, man, the body of work. That means something. You can't just like throw people away that have like main evented WrestleMania and putting some guys who haven't even been on TV or working on like darks above these guys. I'm like, that's very disrespectful to those guys that have done a lot of things and like literally like changed the changed wrestling made moments in the biggest stage in the world, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you're putting like a lot of people who haven't even signed contracts or not even I'm not seeing contracts. He's even, even that big of a deal, but who haven't really like really done enough to even consider that kind of acumen to be even compared side by side. It's almost like the top 200 hip hop list. It's like this album hasn't had enough growth to even be considered past. Like it's dark and hell is hot from DMX to be considered past NWA to be considered past, um, all eyes on me from Tupac and stuff like that. I'm like, this hasn't had enough body of work and growth to even be compared side by side with these albums. You know what I mean? It's the same thing with the performers. And that to me is disrespectful to like a Bobby Lashley putting him 11 or something like that to like guys who are just starting to get some momentum now. It's like, no, you can't just throw away all of his history of what he's done. You know, that's like disrespectful to Bobby. That's disrespectful to Kofi's. That's disrespectful to Big E, who broke his neck and can't even wrestle right now. But you're putting all these people before him. Like, no, like to me, that's just disrespectful. And then like that's that's just a whole nother conversation in itself. You can't just throw away people's legacies like that because somebody's having a moment now. That's just me. Um, The funny thing about this, uh, the first time you were here, uh, I don't know if you remember, but you because we were doing this weird thing at the time where we were tap dancing around whether you're still a free agent or whether you were signed at the time and he asked you what was what was something that was your goal wherever you ended up and you told us that you know you wanted to change the narrative especially for the black wrestlers and so i thought that was interesting listening to that interview and seeing the way people reacted to you that day because i'm like no i feel like he told you guys all the way back in february what he's trying to do 
Yeah, like it's it's, but it, like they can hear me, but are they listening? It's like, are they digesting what I'm saying, or are they just like hearing what they want to hear? I've I, I, everything I said, I'm doing. Everything I said a year ago, I'm doing now. Everything I said I was going to do in WWE, I was doing. You know what I mean? I'm like, but people are taking in like once again moving the goalposts or like trying to thread it apart to like make their own like conclusion or narrative of what I'm saying. I'm like, no, I'm a very direct person. I said I was going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. And like a lot of people also don't like to they they don't like feeling like they they got one over it on. So when they like doubt me and then I finally do it and prove it, they are like, oh, uh, well, he said he was going to do it on like this time period. Now he's doing this or like they trying to throw it apart because I made you look dumb. Like, oh, no, sorry. But either understand and listen to it closely and understand and really just leave what I'm saying I'm, I'm trying to do or what I am going to do or just be quiet and watch. One of the two. That's all you're going to do because – I have I, now I have like the now I have like the receipts and the I guess uh, there's a lot of people all, all I know is there's a lot of people on these uh, forums that are backpedal backpedaling all of a sudden and I've saved like a lot of these interviews and these discussions and these statements <laughs> that they made and there's a whole lot of backpedaling going on right now because like oh no no I was all this all this and when I was on WWE and NXT and stuff now I'm on your side your favorite promotion I'm doing it over here too oh now it's a different story oh okay. Well, I think we've seen that in a, a lot of different ways in to the point of where got to ask it's the elephant in the room. Um, so your name trended about three weeks ago and oh, I didn't know. You, and you, well, and you weren't even on TV for that to have happened. Uh, I wasn't even and, on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and nothing had happened with you, but um, Hit Row had made a return. Yes. And, happy for them guys. Yeah, and so, of course, for whatever reason, people do what they're gonna do, even though you, as I, I try, I I was posting clips of AEW Unrestricted. You talked about this. You talked about wh where uh, your presence in Hit Row came about and what your goals were today, um, and yet everybody missed that, and uh, that whole side was doing a whole lot of talking about. Um, whether or not Swerve wants to be with Hit Row right now. And so talking about that, um, talking about their return and kind of what your legacy was to them and uh, where you feel you stand with all of that right now. Um, I'm happy for them guys. And I'm happy they got their second chance. I really am. Um, like, some people were like, are you upset about this? Are you like, yo, dude, like, they're back. I'm like, good. They deserve to be on TV. Mm -hmm. But now, like, this is their chance to be them and do what they do, or however they want to do it. Like, there was a lot of times where, like, um, I would, like, discuss things and they wanted to do it this way. I'm like, okay, let's try to mesh this together. And it was a lot of teamwork, effort, and family family-type vibes with a lot of, like, putting these promos and stuff together. And so, like... I don't think I brought them up to the main roster. I think we did it together, you know, and a lot of people are trying to like with these comments and stuff are trying to separate us. And like, they try to do the dividing thing. I'm like, no, you're not going to divide me from my friends. You're not going to divide me from people that I was like, like really grinding with in the PC and every week at TV, trying to like really do something special and being the most literally probably the one of the most creative people in the entire like PC 
because nobody was telling us what to do. They were, we literally had to come up with it ourselves. You know, we did that together to get to the main roster. You know what I mean? But like now it's like I'm on a different wavelength of what I want to try to do and what I'm trying to accomplish. And I'm moving to, I'm moving a not, I'm not saying I'm moving a higher, lower, faster speed than them guys. They move in a great speed too, but I'm moving in a speed that's good for me. And I'm doing something that's really special and they're going to do something that's really special over there too. And I can't do what I'm about to do in that environment right now. Even if I wanted to, I don't think I would because there's just a lot of things of like, there's a lot of like, once again, WWE is a publicly traded company. There's a lot of red tape and a lot of chain of command. You got to go through and talk with this, get thing, all these things approved before something comes back to you months later about, yeah, we can finally do it. Or nah, that's a no. When, I have direct contact with Tony Khan over here. I have numbers. I have schematics, uh, statistics, all these things that back up what I'm trying to do. And he goes, yep, you're good. I love it. Go. Why wouldn't I want that? Why wouldn't I want to like take advantage of that here? Why wouldn't I want to, you know what I mean? So like they have a great relationship with Triple H. They really do. And that was Triple H's choice to bring them back to do that. I'm happy for them. And they had, they, they have a chance to really like blow up and do some really special things because of the relationship that they, that we've all like, you know, had grown with triple H at the NXT at NXT at the time. And now on SmackDown, the possibilities are endless there. But what I have right now with the close relationships with, and the freedoms that I have to do it, which I talked with Reg about before I talked with Will about before mm-hmm. we've had these discussions I'm happy where I'm at, and I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change that for any anybody in the world, and for any t- opportunity in the world. There, he said it. <laughs> and, he said it and he said it out loud. He you said guys, it, like, listen yeah. and listen well, up. Well, hey, <laughs> I, I have Reg. to give you your credit, man. Because <laughs> when you, man, when you said before, uh, we're 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 done with ain't nobody. We're ready to move on. I was like, I don't know, man. Are we? But. Now you're right, cause the new mm-hmm. the new theme hits. <laughs> yep. No, it's a different it's, presentation, right? Yep. And that's still I'm still at level one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm still only at level one. That's what's uh, speaking of being super busy. Uh, recently, you announced that on September 5th, you are going to release your first solo album. Hard no, just, work. just single, just single. Oh, you just released the single. single. Sorry about just that. Just a single, single that. music video. Yep. Okay. Yep. First single yep. music video featuring friend of the show, Anthony King. Yes. You've been super busy, not only with music, but with other ventures. We saw you at the Grammys this year. Yep. That was wild that they put that you were at the Grammys and that they put that on Dynamite. Crazy stuff. You've been just out there trying to become a better person not just to be better wrestler better at everything talk to us about your music talk to us a little bit about being at the grammys also uh the grammys was just um that was really that was like a like a a, i had to step back and really be like yo man this is what like who else is really doing this right right now in the position that i'm in you know like who else is really has the opportunity and the connection, like, I, I think there's a lot of like people that have connections to do it in the wrestling industry. I'm not going to put myself on that much of a pedestal, but who's actually doing it. Mm-hmm. I think everybody has the connections to do anything 
that they want to do, but it, like how much are people really utilizing what they have or what they are? Like I'm, I have a third of a lot of the, the, the connections that a lot of people have, but I'm going to go out there and do it. Mm-hmm. And I get ahead a lot of times with these opportunities like that because I'm willing to go get it. Right. And the people that like on the other side, like my buddy Prophet, uh, the producer who producing that solo that I'm dropping on September 5th, mm-hmm. he won two Grammys that day for his work on the Donda album for Kanye West. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. the fact that I was like, he's like, hey, you want to come to Vegas and do this and go to the Grammys? Yes, I do. I'll be there. <laughs> that shows him. I was like, okay, this dude wants it. I'm gonna go above and beyond for this guy because he's here doing it. He could have, he has, you know, how many connections that guy has in the industry, how many friends, how many family members that could just like he could easily fill my spot. But he asked me and I said, yeah, and I'll take it. And I've hoped, I, I really hope to not just like, I'm not like trying to showboat or uh, boast about that kind of stuff, but it's like, that's like, um, I hope that to be a lesson to a lot of people that. You, if you feel like you're not getting where you want to go or you're not getting the opposition uh, opportunities that that person is getting, I'm like, dude, just get there. Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised how much more, how much stuff just opens up for you. Just like taking the sacrifice of the time, the energy, the money, the weekend, like to just be there at an opportunity or at a, at a, any, at a, any opportunity to just like, to open up a whole nother world for you that you didn't even know was possible just by like, just make just taking that step forward, all the lists of doubt that we put put on ourselves. Like we need to flip the flip that and make it like all the possibilities of why we should and why we shouldn't make, start making lists of why you should instead of why you can't. Mm-hmm. And that opens up another doorway to just like, okay, we I'm with Kanye's producer. Now this guy has like Kanye vocals that he's going to put on my album. So I have featured vocals from Kanye on my album coming up next year. Mm-hmm. Wow. And my first solo single, my first ever solo single, shout out to TZ for one, for putting up with me for three albums straight from Humble <laughs> Beginnings to GPS to Tears and following my crazy vision of like how we're going to put this thing together and really just pushing me to actually do it and to get me to the point that I'm confident enough to do my own work. Like, that's where I'm at now because I actually stepped up and did it. Shout out to Prophet and Flash Garments for hooking me up with the Garments. Big Pressure song. You know, doing that, making that and at four in the morning in LA. You know, like all these things just happened because I just like, uh, well, let me try it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. And that's where that's where I'm at now. That's how I got here. Ah, Whose house? You know what it is. You know what it is. Mm-hmm. You know what it is. Hey, and since uh, Tony has said it out loud, like I, I appreciate him giving me the credit for that change, by the way, because uh, <laughs> no, yeah. like, because honestly, that was really just me like watching TV, and I just it just hit me, and I was like, let me just see if anybody else is feeling this idea, and then it was like, a, oh sure, do you want to do it? And I'm like, uh, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. They're like, yeah. all right, you get, uh, and, and this, by the way, this all came about on a Tuesday and not just any Tuesday, the Tuesday before you won the title. And yeah. I didn't know that you were winning the titles. I, yep. And so it was literally like a, all right, if you get this done, we could get it into production by Wednesday morning. And I'm like, okay, cool. Cause I knew you were wrestling for the titles. Everybody knew that, but I had no idea that it was going to play 
at the end of the match as well. I thought it was just something we were going to hear in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't know that either. <laughs> but, but the the funny story about all of that was um, just I have been paying attention because one of the things that when an entrance has a call and response like that, the, the big worry is, of course, is the response going to work? Mm-hmm. But I have been watching every single week to the point of where I've like actually made a compilation because I'm that obsessive. Um, but uh, <laughs> I actually you have an be. existing compilation yep. of every single time that's hit and what the reaction from the fans has been. And the one thing I notice is it gets louder and louder and louder. Every I notice it too. <laughs> and so, yeah, I mean, as you're standing in that go position, it's got to feel good to to hear that who's house hit, you kind of listen for it and then make your way out. How, how has that been? It's a, it's a great call to the, to the fan base. Mm-hmm. It's like, like, um, it's really good feeling when like people have a, they're, they're prepped for you to come out now. Mm-hmm. Rather than they're like, Oh, Swerve's here. Oh, okay. No, it wasn't like who's house. Like, Oh shit, Swerve's here. And then right. people sit up <laughs> and they get ready like that, which was like a great, like great call from Will. And you know, that was just like, and then like just the week, the weeks going by, the consistency, like training the crowd. Mm-hmm. When then when like the interruption of like oh the ass boy the ass boys are beating up, um, you know the claimed and Billy, like whose house? Like oh here he comes mm-hmm. and like yeah, it's yeah, like see, and that was what I had in mind. Like, yeah, but like, more than anything, it's like I knew it would work for entrances and things like that for matches, but just as like a surprise call for, mm-hmm. for moments like that, where like people yeah. look into the ramp for like what babyface is going to come make the save. And then you get that kind of like, if you smell effect, like that's really mm-hmm. what I wanted for that. And, yeah. um, I, and the first time I, they did it and it worked, I would just, I don't know. I fell out of my seat. I'm like, there it is. And they all reacted. This is great. Yeah. Um, yeah. Almost <laughs> so, like, it's like glass break. The glass breaking. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I was like, that's my glass break to the promotion. And I was like, I'll take it. Yeah. 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 No, I love it. But you know, um, speaking of the acclaimed. So, of course, the connection everybody has made pretty much since day one. Because uh, as Reg hinted at, uh, your first segment on Dynamite was you. Um, it was actually it started with the acclaimed. They were interrupted by uh, Hobbs and Starks. And then uh, you made your way in. And yeah, I got heat with all them guys. <laughs> yeah, and, and don't figure it's, it is now. It has now been kind of full circle. Everything that you've done has come back full circle to that first segment on your first dynamite, where mm. now you're going to be facing the acclaimed. The connection, of course, everybody is going to make is the fact that you are a hip hop mogul. The acclaimed, specifically Max Caster, has also uh, made a name for himself off of his music. But this is the the beauty of hip hop, right? Um, You can, on a surface level, group those two things together, but y'all are on complete opposite ends of the spectrum in terms of the type of hip hop music you produce and the type of, uh, and the way you guys present hip hop culture. But at the same time, it is uh, two hip hop acts. Yeah, that was was something I I was like already like um, uh, honed in on prior to that. I wanted to make sure I didn't step on what Max Caster built. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to step on that. I'm like, no, this is where your lane is. I gotta, res- I'm respecting that to like stay in that because I don't want to cross over. And then we have this clash, and then like people are confused. I'm like, wait, he's rap, but he's rap. I'm like, no, no, he's hip hop influence. Yeah, he's rap. Yeah, and so like 
me going into the lane, I'm like, oh, I'm hip hop mogul. It kind of like put me in a different lane and people like, oh, I get it. He's like a Diddy. Mm-hmm. He's like, exactly. oh, he's like an actually rapper, like battle mm-hmm. rapper, like Nick right. wilding out and stuff like that. So right. people already separated us and that's never been a, a clash or the fan base wasn't like confused about that. So and but that's just like that's just having like um even though I, I've been wrestling longer than Max, I could be like, hey, you got to stop doing that. I'm doing that. I'm like, no, <laughs> like, no, like you've built this. You built yourself up with this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to respect that. And you keep doing that. I'm not going to do anything to like clash in that. And I'm like, there was times where like creative was coming up with things. I'm like, I ah, know that's Max. I don't want to do that. I'm going to keep that to Max. No battle. Sure clearly... No yeah. battle between no. Swerve and Max. We don't no. need that. That's not Everybody how this keeps works. asking for it too. Yeah. I keep seeing it. They're like, oh, we're going to mm-hmm. get the battle rapper. I'm like, but that's no. like, no. Not, like, no. That's, Swerve hasn't presented himself as a battle rapper. That's mm-hmm. not. No, no, no. You never saw Diddy rap, <laughs> like right. battle anybody because Diddy was like, he's an artist. He's a mogul who does art, who makes out, he makes music. Right. I'm a mogul that makes music. Mm-hmm. You know, that's just my influence. And then, like, you see the connections of me having mo- with Kevin Gates and stuff like that. That put mm-hmm. me in a whole nother lane in itself as as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then seeing me at the Grammys, that put me in a whole nother lane as a hip hop mogul itself. Right. You know, seeing me do all these things. Me, um, right after doing the Kevin Gates segment, I went to Outcast studio and was recording music there. That puts me in a whole different lane. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just want to make sure, like, there was a distinct difference between that. So when you see me and Max inevitably, inevitably uh, um, come together on screen, there's a distinct difference between the two different type of raps, mm-hmm. rap or raps or hip hop influence with the two of us. Mm-hmm. And, this, and that's for people that aren't well um, versed in it, that don't right. really know the difference. We have to make that for people that don't know hip hop like that and educate them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and speaking of which, uh, I wanted to turn and give people an opportunity to to get their questions answered because we got a Twitter question from um, OJ Patterson. Wanted to know what song or album made you fall in love with hip hop? Uh, I would say it was like a time period of like a bunch of different albums. Like, I liked hip hop because of like Saint Lunatic's album mm-hmm. and the free. I think it was Free City, the D12 album, like uh, Devil's Night. Um, uh, Aquemini. I listened to. I was listening to these albums at a young, dumb, dumb young age where I shouldn't have been. Like <laughs> DMX, Dark and Hell's Hot. My dad was playing that album. <laughs> all Eyes on Me, Machiavelli, all that stuff. But when I like became like in, found my own like knowledge of it and the fandom from it was definitely like College Dropout, <laughs> Lupe, The Cool, and um, Food and Liquor. Um, those are albums I can still like remember every word to this day. All you know? four of us. Yeah, I'm different. like this. Sounds like exactly everything you describe. <laughs> sounds like everything that I went like. I got Dark and Hell is Hot for Christmas in '98, and I was like, Yeah, yep. the game has changed. Nobody eating DMX like that. it was. Yeah, life was different albums, after that. Life was he had very two albums that year too. Like that. Yeah, all both went number one, and they were battling yeah. for number one with the same album, same dude. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like time. it's crazy like and then 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 the still hip-hop influence for me then it got to like i was taking cds from my sister um because she was older than she's older than me like four four or five years um i would go into her cd collection 
And then like, I just like, I'm taking this because I'll play video games and like played music while I was playing video games. I've been doing that since I was like nine years old. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, music soul child. I just want to sing. Played the hell out of that. Genuine, 100% genuine. Mm-hmm. Um, Cameron, Confessions of Fire. Yo. Played the hell out of these albums. Mm-hmm. You know, I just kept going to my sister's CD collection and just taking certain songs and like, because, oh, I'd hear something, I like it, and I'd just take it in to like listen to the whole album and then like burn a hole through that thing, <laughs> give it back to her and be like, all right, I'm done with it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, just like I, there was a lot of R&B influence for me too, like Donnell Jones for sure, mm-hmm. um, where I wanted to be. Um, man. <sighs> man, we could go on and on. Yeah, I could, I could really <laughs> like, yeah. That's one question. I I we I don't want to hog one question. Right. I feel like we got perfect timing too, though, because I you've name dropped Jid before, and a Jid album just dropped. What do you think of the new album? Incredible. Oh, he man, tweeted me so back good. too. He tweeted me back about it too. I was like, yo, like it's crazy. Radar is crazy. Yo, actually, Kevin, like I know everybody's like shouting out JID's album. It's freaking incredible. We all know that it's great. But man, shout out Michi Darko from Flatbush Zombies, who just dropped his. A single album too mm, like uh yeah. freaking uh gothic luxury yeah I need to so incredible mm-hmm. so incredible he dropped the same day as jid mm-hmm. i want i just want to take time to give him his roses because that album is incredible he got banging features him kirk knight denzel curry black thought is on the Ooh. album Ooh, that's fine. Uh, uh yeah uh freaking uh buster rhymes is on it mm. like he got he went he went in and it's like nobody he's like one of the rappers like nobody sounds like and if right. you are a DMX fan he's from Flatbush New York so mm-hmm. he has there's a lot of DMX influence in these in these lyrics and he shouts them out on the albums too because like he used to talk to him a lot just super talented and I I just want people to hear him that's dope shout out to Michi Darko I saw him rap on Funk Flex and he killed it yes yeah, so. he's incredible. Yeah, incredible. Michi Darko, get that album definitely. Please, man. Gothic Luxury is incredible. I've been playing that back and forth. That, mm-hmm. that was a busy weekend. That Rock Marciano chop, dropped that. Oh weekend, my god, we I can't because we'll we'll be here five hundred hours. <laughs> yeah, that incredible album. Yeah, yeah. But Swerve Strickland, one half of the AEW World Tag Team Champions, uh, we're so happy to have you here. And you know, as always, you're welcome back anytime. Mm-hmm. But we got All Out yeah, coming sir. out. This Sunday, Now Arena, Chicago, Illinois, awtix.com. You can get your tickets. Going to see this man tag with Keith Lee to take on the acclaimed. It's a match that a lot of people have been asking for. Now we're going to get it. I was asking for it. Everybody was like, we want to see the FTR match. I'm like, nah, I want to see the acclaimed versus Swerving Our Glory. And (laughs) We'll get there. We'll get there. In time. Yes. So thank you for being here, Swerve. If anything, they need to get to us at this point. <laughs> yeah. Yes, what's that's up? what what's we're up, talking FTR? about. They're like, yo, y'all need to go after them. I'm like, why? Wow. We're the champions. They yeah. need to come after You're us. We're the champions. <laughs> yes, exactly. FTR, what's up? I'm like, oh, yeah, I don't care what country they hold their belts in. They still got to come after us. We own the company titles. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Mars. Mm-hmm. Love you guys. <laughs> Shout out that. Dax and Dash. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thank you. This has been Grab City Interviews for Sora Strickland, Will Washington, for Righteous Reg and Philip Lindsay. See you next time. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.